Good morning. It is uh, seven minutes after 11. West Boulevard, about 8.30 last night, there was a shooting. A uh, man died. We're going to try and get some details. The news god of Zimmer Radio will be with us shortly. Uh, we've got some calls that have been hanging on the line and some comments at GaryNolan.com. I ought to get to. John's been hanging on for like 10 minutes. So let me bring him on first. John, good morning. Well, thank you for taking my call this morning. You know, I look at this, and years ago, years and years ago, when this country first started, we were not to be involved with foreign countries for war unless it was a very short period of time. And we've been there for a long time. They've been very, very dependent upon us. So I would like to, as you mentioned, bring the troops home. But yet again, if we do... Where are we going to leave them? They're going to be without any support. So it's a... Who, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's going to be without support? Foreign countries. Well, they're going to have to come up with their own support. Well, that's true. Europeans... Well, they're going to pay us, but they're broke, so we don't want their money. They don't want our money. So, yeah, it's, a real, it's more than a catch-22. The Europeans should be paying for what's going on between Russia... Um, and, 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 uh, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Europeans that should be doing that. Head to the Far East. It should be Japan, South Korea. They should be worried about China, not us. Uh, Vietnam uh, should be worried about China, not us. I'm not arguing that factor, but we've gone so far so long. At what point do they have to start to say, well, we're going to have to have our own money? Or do we sell them our military that could be obsolete? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. They're out there in the desert that are just sitting there, so, yeah. All I know, John, is we can't afford to keep going down the road the way we are. I'll agree. Wholeheartedly. So, uh, something has got to change. John, thank you for the call. Thank you for hanging on. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Glad to have you in the Gary Nolan Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. It is time for the news god <laughs> of Zimmer Radio. It's good to see you. Brian Houseworth in the studio with us this morning. <laughs> How are uh, you, Gary? I am doing well, sir. And uh, we've got a uh, the shooting at the Phillips yeah. 66 on West Boulevard. Do we have any more information? Not a ton. Um, let me just kind of sum this up, and then I'm, I've got a, a, a update, too, on LGBT uh, issues unrelated to the shooting, of course. But I know you've been asking about that, and that just got posted on the city website. So I, I've got a quick update uh, in a minute. But, um, no, there is nothing yet to report. I have been checking uh, in with Christian Tabak. I've been also checking their Facebook page. I've been checking the 0700 report, which is, uh, uh, you know, the public can certainly look at that as well for arrests. There's no one on the 0700 report that would be connected to this. I mean, there's other arrests. They're obviously all important, but none connected to this. So it could be that the suspect is in a mental hospital. It could be the suspect's hospitalized. I believe they were taken into custody without incident. That was my understanding. But at least at this point, I don't see any charges, uh, an arrest. And I can tell you for sure the victim's name who was shot to death, shot twice at the gas station, has not been released as of yet. Um, I know that there has been, you know, some speculation on the, I saw some stuff on the Columbia Police Department Facebook page. Some people were making some comments about, uh, 
and I'll be very careful when I say this because I think they're speculating. They're saying that people crowd around the swamp machines at the gas station, but there's really no indication right now that those swamp machines had anything to do with this. It is a crowded place, and yes, there were a lot of people there last night based on what I was listening to on the scanner. It sounded very busy. But, you know, a lot of people are getting gas in there at night. There's a Cheddar's. There's a Red Lobster. It was a pretty nice night. So there were definitely people in there in, in, in nearby, but the, he, he was the one person who was shot. I'm curious. Uh, most gas stations... Mm-hmm. Have cameras all over out there. Yes. Uh, just in case somebody drives off without paying for the gas. Uh, did, do we know if there's video? We don't know that yet. Um, we don't know that yet. That would be part of the investigation. I'll ask Christian when I, when I get, we'll get a hold of him because another thing I could verify is the court documents will always mention that. We just don't have any yet. I have been to that gas station several times, Gary. And I can't say if they're working or not, but I have seen the cameras up on the wall. I mean, they're they're in there. Um, this is it's it's really it, you 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 go out onto the uh, it's it's a little unusual. You 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 go out and you're not far from I seventy. It's just in if that makes sense. You're not far from I seventy in that area, but it is um, oh. It's, there's a fence, and you got I-70 Drive, so that gives you some idea where where it is. But yes, there are cameras. Are they operating though? I don't know, and, and we probably. But that would be in the court document. All right. Well, I'll be curious to see uh, if that if that develops. Uh, it is it is peculiar that we don't even know the name of the shooter. Uh, usually, that sort of thing is released pretty quickly. It makes is. me wonder if maybe it's self defense and we didn't know, or uh, I don't know. And it could be something where, you know, they may, and I'm speculating here, but if the person's from out of town, one of them, then they can't can't know, especially if the person who was killed was from out of town and they haven't been able to notify next of kin. We don't even know a gender. Well, we know it's a male. We don't know a race, for instance. We yeah, don't imagine know, it's and, somebody and, driving down I-70 on their way back home to somewhere in Kansas. Yeah. And uh, this happens. Uh, what a... It could be us. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. Uh the uh, the next uh, story is this uh, LGBTQ uh, safe space thing or whatever it is. Yeah, and here's here's the situation on that. And that just got posted this morning. It is a it'll be a first reading, Gary, on Monday night. So it's not going to be a vote. So probably I doubt it, it comes up even for discussion unless it's from people in the audience that that bring it up. And I'm just going to to read it to you here. It's it's a first reading. It essentially says this, and I'll just read it. It's, I think, two sentences. Quote, it declares the city as a safe haven for free speech (laughs) and expression, expressing support for the LGBT community, establishing policies for enforcement of laws and participation with other jurisdictions which seek the prosecution or imposition of administrative penalties on an individual or organization providing, seeking, receiving, or assisting another individual who is seeking or receiving gender affirming health care and it also essentially declare that's that's a straight quote, quote by the way out of the ordinance it declares columbia as a safe haven for free speech and expression for all um that is going to be on the agenda again it's not a vote it will be introduced and uh, i the legal department's been involved in this and the human rights commission's been involved in this I expect this to get a lot of media attention. The Democratic Socialists of Mizzou have been pushing for this, 
But as I told you on air, th- their language that they submitted, it was mentioning the Pulse nightclub. It was mentioned in some stuff out in Colorado. Um, it really didn't have anything to do with Columbia specifically. So this ordinance specifically talks about Columbia, and they've they've really they've trimmed it down. It, it was like several pages that those folks submitted. There was another group that also submitted um, a couple of pages. So really, this is uh, is a couple of sentences. And it will get, I, I'm sure, it'll probably get reported on. I'll certainly report on it Monday. But when it comes up for a vote, it it, it certainly will get attention. And to our listeners, I will tell you, Gary, um, that the speaker from the Democratic Socialists said at the podium, he said at that podium, and I think you heard him, Gary, that conservatives are fanning the flames on these issues. Conservatives are fanning. He didn't give names, but that's what he said. He didn't say where this is happening, but he he believes this is necessary. So we'll see what happens. My gut feeling is it will pass. I do believe it will. Do we not have a law in the books that says if you live in the city of Columbia and you want to see a psychiatrist because your kid uh, is mixed up uh, and thinks that he's a she or she's a he, uh, you can't get that that care in the city that it's against the law i don't well there's a state statute um and andrew bailey andrew bailey has told us this is unconstitutional i don't have that language right in front of me he the ag would be a good one for you to have on about this if you if you could ever get him on i'm sure he'd come on but he he is basically saying that the the proposal would contradict this now i think i think what you're asking about is this this part of the and I won't reread the whole thing, but I think this part of that proposed ordinance quote establishes policies for enforcement of laws and participation with other jurisdictions which seek the prosecution or imposition of administrative penalties on an individual. Bottom, bottom, you know, dot dot dot. So I think that would be the uh, again. This is it's it's really it's it's hard to. Rewrite that. It's a little confusing. Clearly, lawyers wrote that, but that is that is how that that proposal does read. That there also there's a discussion in this proposed ordinance. Whereas they they talk about whereas within quotation marks. Apparently, that's going to be a key part of the ordinance as well. So, it um, Dave Rowland might be able to help you help you on that too. But uh, Gary, I do believe there's a statute uh, that you know the state statute. I thought there was a, a local statute that they put on the books in Columbia about seven or eight years ago that said if you want uh, to get your kid some conversion therapy uh, because the kid thinks they're gay or they think they're transgender, that nobody inside the city limits, no psychiatrist could perform that. I'm not aware of that. I have not heard that. Uh, um, and you may very well may be correct. I wasn't here for that. I was at Missouri Net, but I don't, I'm not aware of that. I do know that, and Andrew Bailey did not reference any Columbia City ordinance when we've had him on, but he has referenced the state statute uh, has, as well. So, um, but really, you know, in a, in a, I know for our audience, it's going to probably be, you know, people have strong opinions on both sides, but essentially what the Democratic Socialists of Mizzou are calling for it's it's um peg tully t-u-l-l-y and i've got a, i've got an older story on the website you could just type in t-u-l-l-y and i link granted the language has changed but tully's basically point was that as a city columbia needs to express support for the lgbtq community in tully definitely i, I 
remember him saying flat out that the majority of Columbia citizens support this draft ordinance. So I'm curious if people do. I mean, you can certainly let us know. Um, but this this draft has definitely it's it's tweaked. It's not. I've been, it's it's got a few similarities, but it's really much different than what I reported on earlier All because right. the language has been tweaked. All right, there you go. the uh, The hottest news from the news <laughs> god of Zimmer Radio, Brian Houseworth. Gary, you have a great weekend. Appreciate you, you sir. All right, buddy. Take <laughs> care. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick break. Uh, before I go to break, Brian, you look it up at the monitor there. You see the kid that's flipping the bird. Yes, sir. Uh huh. Right when he's flipping the bird and he's got his tongue sticking out of his mouth that little bit, that's where I want to belt him, right in the mouth. <laughs> All right. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. 22 minutes after 11 o'clock, and I know that I shouldn't, uh, from this, especially from this microphone, uh, promote violence, uh, and, and normally I don't. But those, those uh, delinquents that were beating up the police in New York... And had the hubris to come out flipping the bird um, at uh, at America, essentially. I just, I really do. I want, uh, I don't know how to phrase this so I don't, uh, I wouldn't be depressed if I found out that someone beat the snot out of them. Is that, is that, can I, I can get away with that, can I? Yes, yeah. you can. Uh-huh. That it, but that one moment where he's, Flipping the bird and arrogantly walking down the sidewalk, that's when it should have happened. Bing. There you go. And there was no bail for those two, right? No. No, we don't. <laughs> it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, yeah. It's... In today's world, I guess. To somebody, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, that's that's why we brought him here. So he could, you know, gang up on the police and uh-huh. steal their cell phones and... And uh, then uh, flip the bird when they get caught for beating, uh, you know, out. And, and it, of course, it took what six, eight of them to beat up on two cops. That's yeah. These are these are going to be good American citizens. Yeah, love it. <sighs> All right, uh, it's it's frustrating, and I, and I just I want to seek revenge. I just, I just do. You know, don't you feel sorry for the police who who can't respond? Yes. I mean, it's it's really. Uh, I would. That's why I'd be a terrible cop. I mean, uh, what's the point of arresting people that break the law if they're going to be just released? It's like, well, well. I guess yeah, we'll why, just ignore that. Yeah. You, you, why bother? Uh, let's see, uh, Megan. Aren't all individuals supposed to be treated equally under our laws? Why? Should certain identify, self-identifying people have special treatments? Got me. Ask the socialists, the democratic socialists of uh, Columbia, Missouri. The illegal aliens who assaulted the police officers should have been beat to a pulp while trying to escape, shackled and uh, put on a plane uh, and sent back to where they call home. You know, that feels good to say that, but it, in reality, you don't want that. You don't want the police doing that, because they can do it to them, they can do it to anybody. Uh, and, and that's why I hesitate to say what I, you know, what I was feeling. It shouldn't happen. It really, it should not happen. But it, it just, it would feel so good to just 
pop this guy once. Just give him one good shot. There. See, I was going to say, I was going to call him a name on the air, and I, I can't use that name. Thanks thanks for withholding that. Yeah, you're welcome. It, yeah. I see your finger trembling <laughs> over the button. Oh, it just it just feels good. And, and that's why I feel sorry for the cops, because they put up with this all the time. And there's nothing they can do about it either. And it's them. I mean, it's it, if I'm frustrated from this far, let's <laughs> imagine what they're going through. Oh, Lord, that is uh, that is just uh, frustrating. That's all. It's just frustrating. All right. So you don't even have a clue, not even not even a tiny clue of how big the government is. Of all the little bureaucracies and money giveaways and things that they do. And, and, it, and it's frustrating because you should have some insight. You should know. There is a, um, a little uh, known program operated by the feds. And it's the Community Development Financial Institutions program. This was created in 1994, and it was a way allegedly to help low-income immigrants access financing to purchase homes. Now, you can scour the Constitution from top to bottom, from left to right. You can turn it upside down, try and read it from behind. You will not find a section of the Constitution that says the federal government can take your money and give it to immigrants to help them finance their their homes. It, it's not there. It's one of thousands upon thousands of little government programs that get introduced every year that you never hear about. Well, apparently, this community development financial institution is being used by communist China. You may not have known that it existed, but communist China, apparently, they knew that it existed, and they're using it to their advantage. Uh, the, uh, the story is uh, by Steve uh, Robinson. How the U.S. Treasury Department helps Chinese organized crime transform American homes into drug dens. It is through this program they're doing it. According to a Department of Homeland Security memo that was leaked, there are more than 800 Chinese-owned properties throughout the United States where Asian transnational criminal organizations are engaged in drug manufacturing and trafficking. End the drug war and let these users go to the drugstore? No, 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 no. Let's let the Chinese mix up the drugs. Homeland Security thinks the proceeds of the marijuana trafficking are used to finance other illicit activities, including human trafficking, narcotics trafficking, and other activities in the People's Republic of China. At the center of these operations is this real estate financing provided 
essentially by you, uh, QNX Bank, a New York bank uh, that, well, is here to help immigrants buy homes. More on this on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. Boy, the crazy just never stops. So, Brian, you thinking you want to move into one of these pallet shelters? That yeah, I'm kind of thinking of? about it because, yeah, as you know, the price of real estate here in Columbia specifically has gone up, you know, over the last couple years. And homes are now a lot more valuable. I'm thinking, you know, hey, with just a pallet and I could live there and be taken care of by, you know, taxpayers. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sway just a little bit, but I'll come back to this. Okay. Gwen and I were talking about um, mobile homes. Those big buses that are... Yes. That you can live in. Uh-huh. And I thought, maybe I should sell the house and buy one of those. You can buy a nice one for 250 grand. And I don't have any real estate taxes... I could license it in Cleveland, and then um, I would save a ton of money. That's true. You could also get an RV and do the same thing. Be a little bit smaller than a mobile home, but you could move whenever you feel like it. I could park. I don't like the looks of where I am today. (laughs) Well, we've got a great big parking lot here, just you know, to to the uh, one side of the building here, between here and the hotel. Right. I could park it there, and uh, I would have far to go to work. On the worst weather day, I could just <laughs> walk outside and go in the building. Gwen might have a little bit of a ride, but I'd be okay. And uh, no real estate tax. They'd get you for personal property tax, though, you know. No, I'd be licensing it in Cleveland. I'd use my cousin's home address. Oh, I tell on you. You you yeah. you do that to me after I yeah. paid for your insulation. Yeah. You would uh-huh. tell on me. I would, yeah, because I'd have to. I can't license my vehicle in Cleveland. Oh, I. You know what? My cousin would do it for. <laughs> uh, we'll fix you up. Yeah, you, we could be. <laughs> we could be neighbors. <laughs> oh, God forbid that. <laughs> <laughs> we just park next to one another. We could be neighbors. And I can imagine as I pulled in with my RV, you'd go, well, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, geez. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's an appealing idea. And if you take a trip, you don't even have to pack. <laughs> Everything is already in the, in, the, uh, in the bus. Oh, and when you get where you're going, you don't have to pay for a hotel. I'm starting to like this idea. I could save a ton of money. It'd be like getting a raise. It wouldn't be an EV-powered thing, right? No, because I'd want to go more than uh, <laughs> 25 miles. Yes. Do you see all those electric buses all over the country? I they're did, just yeah. they're they're just even the post office has now invested a ton of money into these new electric post office mobiles. I, I don't like- think that they've really thought it through, though. You know. No, no, the government doesn't. Of course, uh, when, do, when do they? Yeah. Uh, let me go to the phones here. Jim is on in uh, Columbia. Jim, good morning. 
to fate. So some friends of mine are just recently empty nesters and semi-retired, and they did that. They bought, uh, like, previous year's model for much less because they had the new models coming in, and then they bought, uh, you know, a couple-year-old really nice truck to be able to pull it, and this thing's, you know, whatever, 30 feet. So, I mean, it's, it's a long one, and I think... All together is about seventy thousand between a, a nice, pretty, you know, almost new truck and then a brand new uh, trailer that was just, you know, last year's model. And so they're they're now down in Florida. They're going to end up in Arkansas. They just kind of travel and have it together. They love it. I like the bus uh, version of the. What, uh, you don't call those a trailer because they're not trailing. What do they call RVs? Uh, yeah, I think they're. And I had an old. I had like a 1978 33 foot Winnebago, which was nice. But then, if you want to run to town to get a burger, <laughs> you you got to have a second vehicle. Where if you have a a truck, you just drop it off, leave it there, camp there, and then you can drive your truck around. Well, you can you can trailer a car on those things, and if I did this and parked it, say, in the Zimmer parking lot, I'm sure they wouldn't mind. Uh, I could just park the car right alongside. Yeah. Yeah, I think it works out, and I save a ton of money. Yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How much are those things are a couple of hundred thousand dollars, aren't they, Brian? I believe so, yeah. I haven't Good priced ones? them. And they got those ones, they expand, they come out on the sides. They expand yep. so that so that uh, you have even more room. They've got uh, bathrooms. I'd have to hook, would I have to hook up a hose to the Zimmer or a spigot? Hey, you just stick it in the sewer. It should be fine. Kind of <laughs> like Cousin Eddie did, you know. No, I'm, I'm talking about the fresh water. Oh, the fresh water. Well, you can use a sewer. <laughs> oh, I don't think I like the way you're no? working that one out. No, that deal doesn't sound good to me. Anyway, that we literally were thinking about that and thinking, you know, that that could save us a lot of money. Seemed well, reasonable to me. Uh, Gary, maybe you've seen this news all over Fox. This is crazy. Blue State, Illinois, gives, gives up gift to criminals with new bill that would... Further the cops, uh, further the cops' hands. I, I think it. Uh, I'll have to go look at that. Uh, Gary, license your RV in South Dakota. It's the only state that does not require residency to license your vehicle, and no state income tax either. Oh, I'm liking the way you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, Brian? Yeah. He's got the right idea. That's true. <sighs> All right. Uh, so here in Columbia, they're thinking that we could put up these pallet shelters to help solve the homeless crisis. Uh, Sidney Olson said uh, in an email, the city is looking into the possibility of buying pallet shelters to house some of the homeless population. Uh, those are private, allegedly cost-effective units that offer homeless individuals safety and privacy as they work uh, toward more permanent housing. Uh, also said planning is still in the early stages, but the city is uh, hopeful to, to have pallet shelters in place before next winter. And apparently they're going to use a half million dollars in ARPA funds to go toward these emergency shelters. 
She said the city is hopeful the project can be paid for with American Rescue Plan Act uh, funds. Uh, it was uh, previously awarded a half million dollars in ARPA funds to go toward the emergency shelters. Uh, they could be located on Ashley Street. So, why would you bother buying a house or paying rent when if you just hang out in the street long enough, the city will um, pay for a shelter for you? You know, if these people didn't want to live on the street, why should we take that away? You know, why, if they want to live on the street, why should we take that away from them? If that's how they want to live their lives, why don't we just let them? If they, you know, if they want to set up camp in some, you know, troll-worthy area of town uh, under a bridge somewhere, let them. If it gets cold, well, it gets cold. They don't want to help themselves. Why should we? I mean, are we not making it easier for them to be homeless? They get their uh, their uh, EBT cards and uh, Social Security or, or whatever uh, uh, government funding. They don't Aren't have we to... pretty much enabling homelessness yeah. by putting up this pallet city, if you will, and it will become one, Yeah, and then the other larger cities like St. Louis, Kansas City will hear, hey, Columbia, Missouri is paying for free pallet shelters. Come on over. So I could get walking around money, a nice place to sleep, and I don't have to lift a finger? Yep. That That's, that's <laughs> not benevolent. That's not being good. That's encouraging and enabling people to not get a job, to not work. The pallet shelters could be located at Ashley Street, a strategic plan uh, presentation this week at a council retreat shows renovations have been made to the Ashley Street Center with an open bid for the remaining improvements, which include preparing the site for pallet shelters. Uh, meanwhile, the city isn't the only group that thinks pallet shelters would be a good option for Columbia. Community Enrichment, Inc. is hoping to use uh, Boone County ARPA funds to bring 20 single living pallet uh, shelters uh, to the east side of Columbia. They've applied for $1.2 million in ARPA funds with an estimated total project cost of $2 million. Why? Why buy a house? Why pay rent? Why get a job? You realize that you can exist without going to work? You can collect a disability check, get your uh, uh, Medicaid health care needs taken care of. You find a nice warm place to sleep. You got food on the table. You don't even have to leave the house. I I think we're handling charity all wrong. I don't think I don't think we we should have the government involved in this. I think they're going to screw it up, Brian. 
Oh, no. Government never screws anything up, do they? Well, they can't leave it to charity. You can't let individuals no, decide uh -huh. how to help the poor because you're, you're too, too stupid. stupid. Uh -huh. Yeah, Only the government bureaucrats can handle this. And, and this is a uh, perfectly workable uh, $4 million plan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got a, we got a clock ticking. Got to take a break. Back to wrap it up. Gary Nolan, Froster Buns Friday, Zimmer Radio Network. It's 11.52. Gary Nolan Show, Froster Buns Friday. We're talking about this uh, pallet uh, city that we're trying to open up for the homeless. And uh, I was talking about uh, moving into an RV I got a message from Steve. He said, Gary, why on earth would you want to sell your house in lieu of an RV? Last time I checked, RVs don't appreciate in price. Yeah, but you know what? I don't have to pay that tax on it either. Uh, and I, uh, it's a monumental tax on, on the house. I, I would say that would probably offset it. And, uh, you know, if, if Brian and I could do this, we'd save a fortune. And as far as Brian is concerned, uh, you know, he doesn't need it to last that long. Not at his age. <laughs> Um, so I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, it makes financial sense in a lot of ways. I uh, actually am thinking of the pallet shelter more than the RV. Yeah, know. well, th that's great because you don't have to pay for that at all. Right, yeah. Free and electricity, free phone, free internet. Uh, I forgot about that. Who called with that information? Uh, that Kimberly called and reminded you that yeah, you were so listing things that uh, the city pays for, you know, the federal government. And the taxpayers case. pay for yeah. it at some level. Uh, so that would be a free housing, uh, food, uh, walking around money, because you'd take that EBT uh, yeah. card and do that. Uh, then you'd have, uh, clearly you'd have to have utilities, or the, or the, the little pallet uh, house would uh, just turn into a deep freeze in the winter. So your utilities would be paid. Now you're, you're getting the Obama phone <laughs> and uh, Internet. Um, I don't know what's left. You, it, if they've got you need the somebody to bring you your food, though, don't you? Well, you know, there's a solution for that, Brian. Yeah? If you've got the EBT card that works like a credit card, you call up uh, Uberbs or whatever. Or whatever. One of the grocery stores. Right. Because they all have delivery plans That's now. That's true, yeah. You know, bring it to the third hut on the left. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where I'm staying. And they probably would have to have a refrigerator, wouldn't they, to keep the food I fresh? I think so, yeah. I mean, this is... Why would say, you... Where do you live, um, Mr. Nolan? I live in Palletville. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Demarcus Thomas Brown said it's important to really invest in these shelters and allow people to no longer feel like they're living in poverty. <laughs> well... But they are living in poverty. <laughs> Why would you want them to think living in poverty is this comfortable? It, it's, it's, you live in poverty, it's uncomfortable. That's motivation. And if, and, you know, and if, if somebody is mentally off balance, if, if they've got a mental problem, then, in, you know, institutionalize them. I... I I don't see why you'd want to enable the behavior. You'd want to encourage change. Brian said during the break, I should never pop into the outer studio and check uh, with Brian. Yeah, he shouldn't do poisons that. my mind. He said, well, maybe we should just run them out of town. Uh, you know, put them in a squad car, like like they did with uh, Rocky. Rambo. Rambo, yeah. rather. Now, how'd that work out for that town? Uh, not very well. Yeah. Uh, so... 
and you can't tell somebody you can't walk down the street. So, no, but if they pitch a tent on, let's say, public property, can't you just say the this well, is closed? Because we get shut out of the national parks when the uh, there's a government shutdown. So, shouldn't cities also be able to say, no, this is closed. Sorry, sorry, you can't can't be here. Not only would the city of Columbia not do that, Brian, I know. I'm just trying to. They'd build argue more pipe. <laughs> they'd, they'd build more parks. Yes, they would. Because money is no object as long as it's yours. I I don't know what you do with them. I, I've talked about this before. I don't know how you get them off the streets. But if they're you know, um, if they've got a shopping cart and you think it's stolen, you could take that. If they do put up a tent. You can say no. That's that's not allowed on the city streets. I mean, you can expose them to their own uh, to their own behavior, and that might encourage them to either move along or to uh, to go seek seek help from some charitable institution. But I don't think this pallet thing is a good idea. No, no, oh, no. I, I don't think so. On the surface, sounded great to me. <laughs> there, there are people all over the country that would be paying for that, and I, I don't think they want to. Bad ideas, big government, never ceases to amaze me. But, and have you seen any of these ballot houses? I'm looking at the news yeah, story. The they showed a picture of them. <laughs> I'm looking at the news story. All I see is this little Looks square. like a cardboard box or something that they're... Oh, is that them erected? See the video? Yeah, 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 yeah. White no, I see. Yeah. That's, that's good. I, you know, Gwen could get one <laughs> and keep the cat with her. <laughs> oh, I, you're going to be in so much trouble. I guess she, yeah, if she's listening, I'm, I'm dead meat. I'm just telling you. Oh, I hate that cat. Uh, but just think how much qu- more quickly the Roomba would be done uh, vacuuming the house. I wouldn't call it a house. (laughs) (laughs) Are there solar panels on those roofs? I hope not. I think there are. (laughs) I think they got solar panels on the roofs. Come to think of it, it looks like it. Yeah. Oh, Oh, money is no object. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, we do Gary on Guns. And I think Potter Horn Guns and Archery is going to be on board with us. And I also uh, think uh, Ellis Bennis, the super belt. Belt boy is coming in? Belt boy is coming in. Wow. Yeah. If you wanted a belt that looked and felt like leather, but was indestructible that you would never have to replace. Or if you need to tow a car, for example. Yeah, that that belt will do that. Yes, it will. Uh, Thesuperbelt.com. Boy, I'm telling you. All right, listen, we got to run. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap <laughs> or build you a pallet shelter. Uh, yeah, you make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.